Digital Audio Health by Cymatrax. Welcome to the Rhonda Grant Show with your host, Rhonda Grant. If you believe that there is more to life than what you see right now and you want to find out more, listen in as her guests share their journey and their extraordinary experiences. Now, here is your host, Rhonda Grant. Welcome to the Rhonda Grant Show. Sometimes the universe has a way of placing people or obstacles in your path to help guide and direct you on your mission. Listen in as we discover the path my guest has traveled. Has she been inspired by a calling, crafted her journey, or a bit of both? I invite you to embrace the conversation and to use it to help you to recognize if this is happening in your life. Our guest today is Annette Dernick, who is a speaker, coach, and author. Annette is convinced that every kind word contributes to the well-being of us just as much as every plastic bag saved contributes to the well-being of our planet. Welcome to the show, Annette. Nice to meet you, Rhonda. I'm very happy to be here. It's a pleasure to have you on the show. Let our audience know a little bit about your background. Yeah, so I grew up in Germany and I'm still living in Germany. And um, I've traveled a lot of places and I've been lived in several parts of Germany. Um, I have a background in business administration and also as a coach and um, I have combined the two things. And so I'm working for companies to empower their teams. And I'm also a speaker to inspire the audience as to my topic. Wonderful. So do you have a background in corporate? Yes. What's your background? I have been working in different companies during my lifetime. Mm-hmm. And um, my the last one was um, being head of marketing sales control before my oldest son was born. And yeah. since then, I um, I'm my own entrepreneur and um, I have my own company. And yeah, I was working, let's say, according to the time that I had um, with the children. And as I've always been drawn to companies, I've always been working with and in companies. So I really know what's going on in, in, in many companies. Yes. Now you found a special purpose. Let the audience know what you actually teach. Even though I have been working as a lecturer for a private university for about 20 years, yes. I wouldn't call myself a teacher because Teaching for me has also, let's say, the aspect that I know what's right and um, I have to teach my students what they should do. I see my work more really in inspiring other people and um, also to be, let's say, a role model. And I really want to inspire people to be more peaceful inside to be lo- more loving with themselves and thus kind of transport it to wherever they are. And I really feel to do this in companies, as I know from my own experience during my times working in companies, that there are many things that can be improved. 
Mm-hmm. So what happens when the component of love is added into the professional environment? There are several things that happen. First, yes. and in my opinion, the most important thing that happens is that we meet at the same, let's say, height. So there is no um, maybe a gap between the CEO and um, somebody who does the cleaning of the company. Beautiful. The second thing is um, that I really appreciate, and I know that every human being is as wonderful as I am, as we am, and that there is no, let's say, hierarchical order between humans. Each of us has his and her own qualities. And if we really put this together, then great things and even miracles can happen. And this happens when my heart is filled with love mm-hmm. um, and compassion and appreciation for every other person. And also, not only for other persons, I have to admit that um, that's for me an attitude also towards our environment. Mm-hmm. And is it sort of a magic that can happen within a company when instead of the business being a top-down model, it is a an all-inclusive model where people are encouraged to share their thoughts and opinion without prejudice against the company and they are embraced maybe their ideas aren't used but still they're embraced that they have brought their ideas forward oh miracles can happen and also as i've already said my background is one of business administration what's really important for companies is that they can increase their turnover and their revenue and so this happens as well so as they have another atmosphere in the company and as everybody appreciates the other persons and also appreciates their ideas, then they kind of work all together for the benefit of the customer. And we as a customer, or at least I as a customer, I love Mm -hmm. to buy in a company where I really feel welcomed and where people really want to let's say, meet my needs and they want to that I leave the company very content. And so this is really the difference. When it's just top down, then um, it's more that the highest boss kind give, give some directions and doesn't ask for the opinion of the others. And mm-hmm. in my opinion, it's so important to also listen to the, let's say, salespersons because they really have the direct contact. Mm-hmm. And um, I have a very nice example that I love to tell. Beautiful. So there is somebody, he is um, head of sales in um, a company in the telecommunication branch. And so far they had their goals as they, as we have it very often, kind of like management by objectives. If you reach your goal, then you'll get um, some bonus. Yes. And so when he started in this company two years earlier, He said there won't be any individual goals any longer. There will be a team goal. And only one and a half in nearly two years later, they had reached their goal for the first year, 
there wasn't that much that happened. But in the second year, they had already reached the goal by September. Oh. And in the previous year, it was kind of, it, it didn't happen that they ever reached their goals. Mm. And what he did is exactly what I'm talking about. Okay. So all team members are equal. They support each other. They value each other. If there's a conflict, then they try to resolve it in a very appreciative way. Um, appreciative way and that's for me let's say the proof that yeah it's, it's really changing mm -hmm. do you feel that a company who has that philosophy the vibration of the company is different because the energy is different and then success follows it? Or is it the exact same success, whether you have that philosophy, or you have a top down philosophy? Is there a big difference there? Yes, in many aspects, uh, once again, because if there's a positive energy in this company, then uh -huh. people really feel drawn to this company. In Germany, for example, at present, we really have the challenge that companies don't find enough skilled employees. Okay. And as we have this situation, employees can really choose whether to work in a company with, let's say, a nice culture or mm -hmm. with a culture that is more the culture of pressure and um, hierarchy, um, what we've had for many years. Yes. And so that's one thing. And the next one is when these employees go home in the evening mm -hmm. and if they are really content with their work then they're going to tell family and friends what nice company is it it is they are working in when i remember when i started working in one of these companies and when i came home in the evening i was kind of um, talking about half an hour about my boss and what happened in the company and what i didn't like and so we really started um, in the evening with this atmosphere and with the, this energy. Uh -huh. And so if people really come home with this appreciative and peaceful energy, uh -huh. then they really can start their, their evenings in, in a completely other way. And it really, it's like um, a stone that's falling into the water. Um, that the waves really also reach not only the, the family, but also the friends. And if I'm peaceful inside, then this has also an impact on other persons that I meet. Oh, yes. And, you know, I think our world is taking strides in, in changing uh, how they run their corporations because they do have a realization that it affects their bottom line, you know, uh, their profit. But, you know, you've touched on something that's very near to my heart is when people go home at night and they've had a supportive environment at work where they've been supported with their ideas and the work that they've done, and they come back into the family happy, uh, it makes for happier children, happier children thrive better in their studies and so you're changing a whole generation you're cha changing generations of people when the eight hours the 10 hours that you spend working has made a difference in your life and you get to change the difference in the family unit and one of the things that I think that people 
may not realize is that when you go out into the world with that love in your heart, and it's easier for you to see the people that are struggling, it's the cashier, whoever it is, doesn't have to be a cashier, but anybody. And you can recognize and you can share some kindness there as well. And then they take that back home to their family because we don't know other people's struggles. And uh, so, you know, the work that you do is changing generations of people because when you teach people how to get along and how to work together and how to, my goodness, love each other, because that's what we're here to do, really. That's our soul's purpose. Everybody starts to blossom under that. And then these companies, they, I bet you they realizing higher profits. Oh, yes, of course. Because if people love to work in a company, they are creative, mm -hmm. they are committed. And they look how to, let's say, improve um, the performance of the company. If it's, for example, just, let's say, a normal nine-to-five job, then people just go there and they leave in the evening and they are not committed and they are not as creative. And normally we as humans love to be, to contribute mm -hmm. and to also have an impact. And in these companies with this other attitude, it's um, kind of normal that people give also something from their hearts. And so I completely agree with you that it will change um, a complete um, generation. Mm -hmm. um, in my opinion, um, there is a good message and um, maybe another one. The good message okay. is, um, well, I always say that everything, and I know that everybody who's listening can't see it now, but I'm now touching the tip of my nose yeah. everything really starts on my nose tip okay so everything that i can change that's in me uh -huh. i can change myself right and i can't change others no at the same time when i change myself and then it also has an impact on others and yes. for some people it's um also let's say um, the other aspect of this message some yes. people say oh i don't want to change And um, yeah, but I did a lot of change and I really know. Uh, so in German, we uh, we have a saying that we have um, a glass, which is all half full or half empty. Yes. And many years ago, if you had met me, then I would have told you the glass is half empty. Mm -hmm. And I have changed and I'm really happy that I did so. And now I'm always telling people the glass is half full. And so I know that it's possible to change. And I know all the benefits that it had on me and my life and my attitude, my health, my relationships, when I really changed. So it's really worth it. Yes. And so when you said that you changed, What was it that helped you in that change? Because people want to know that. What do I have to do? Because they might not feel affectionate or loving to other people because it's not part of their makeup or they just don't want to do it. You know, they don't want that to be in that type of environment because it might make them feel vulnerable, right? If they show loving tenderness and kindness, they might think that somebody might take advantage of them. I'm just being devil's advocate. So I'm wondering, when was it that you changed and what helped change you? 
So I've had, let's say, some difficult situations. And yeah. maybe we all know how it is with coincidences. I don't believe yes. that there are really coincidences, but things are happening for yes. me, not to me. And uh, someone, I received a book from Louise Hay. Yes. And Beautiful. so I got known to her teachings. Mm -hmm. And for me at the beginning, it was really interesting because um, what she says is, and I'm now convinced of this, is that I can change the world, but I can change how I perceive the world. So for example, after my divorce, um, I felt more like a victim. And yes. so I could really start not to see me any longer as a victim. And I have to admit it, it was kind of a process. Yes. Oh, yes. So that's, that's what I did. And um, at the same time, um, I was always happy for people who kind of could show me, let's say, the shortcut. So I've been listening to many videos from Lewis Hay, Abraham yeah. Hicks, and so on. Yeah. And so Beautiful. what I am really doing now with my clients is that I also offer them to teach them maybe meditation. So I'm doing um, a lot of yoga. So everything that I've experienced, I'm just um, supporting them to have this or to introduce this in their lives as well. And um, yeah, in my opinion, it's, it's also good to have kind of a group not to do everything on one's own. So I'm very fond of um, mastermind groups. Yes. So to kind of grow and thrive together. Uh -huh. And um, yes, I also offer a mastermind group. Uh -huh. so that people can really come together and can thrive together. And I experienced it with um, some of my friends who, when I changed, they changed as well. Yes. And um, yeah, that's for me the best proof that it's possible and that it, it really leads to a, a better and um, a happier life. Oh, it sure does. And with the Mastermind group, it's perfect because... Some of us think we know everything and we don't need that. And it's amazing when you get into some of these mastermind groups, how enriching it really is. Not only what you can bring to the table, but what others are bringing to the table and how much conversation can happen just with one idea. Yes. And it's so, so enriching. I love that you're doing that. You know, there was a couple of years ago that everybody seemed to be doing a mastermind and then it kind of fell away. And it would be really nice if that could come back again, where people of maybe different backgrounds and different educations and different things like that come together and share and create. Well, I mean, it's a brainstorming. So people get a lot of ideas from being attending something like that. So I really like that you talked about that. So when you're teaching, I'm really glad that you're teaching because, you know, students need a person like you that accepts them where they are right now today, because when you're a student, you're usually younger and you're very impressionable and you think you have a lot of problems as well that no other person has. And the fact that you come from loving kindness, um, when I look back over my education, and unfortunately, the people that stood out were the unkind teachers because they had a huge impact in my lack of growth, you know, 
And I needed to find that growth with someone else who was gentler, kinder, and more instructive because I find that I have a background in, in horseback riding and competing. And I found that the the coach that was raising her voice and yelling at you was the one who had the least amount of skills to be teaching. And so they tried to scare you. <laughs> yes, yes. You know, and uh, I think that when, when we're in our lives, we don't see our lives. And I think if we spend time reflecting on situations and people that we've met, is we can learn a lot about ourselves and how we respond to different personalities instead of carrying anger for that person because they they don't know how to change, right? They haven't been taught how to uh, approach and teach from a different level. So do you find that your students that you teach that their grades are actually higher maybe? than the grade point average because of under your instruction? Like what other than the day-to-day feedback that you're getting from the, from the students, is there anything that's quantitative at the end of the year that you have noticed or have you thought of looking at that? Yeah, so as I'm working a lot um, with teams mm-hmm. and um, I also love to work with teams which are struggling Yes. Then it's really that the cooperation is a better one. And um, this also helps to increase the results of the company. And so, yeah. And when I've been listening to you, I also have um, a background as a clinical supervisor. Yes. Um, Even though I've always been working in company, but for me, it was also uh, very important to have um, this background, not only um, as a coach, but also as this clinical supervisor. So that's one thing. And the other is um, that I also had to learn, let's say, the hard way. Mm-hmm. There was a day five years ago, I couldn't walk because of dizziness. And what I found out is I had a burnout and was depression and complex PTSD. Yes. And I found out, and that was good for me, that things had happened during my earliest childhood that had been influenced by World War II. Oh. So it came to me, let's say, why are my parents? And that was, let's say, a confirmation for me to really pursue this topic. I already had it before and I already could see the results. And after this time, now I really know how important it is to also connect with like-minded people in several clinics that I were. It was also the mindset over there. And it is so good to to have this support. And yes, so that's why I'm giving it to my clients and to everybody who is working with me to really grow and yeah, be happier, have a life that is much more fulfilled. Well, it is because when your work changes how people work together and it affects the bottom line, I mean, you become a very valuable person. I find it interesting that when we are on our soul's journey, because you're definitely on one, if you're changing how people are reacting and how they are starting to work together and what the results are of that, is that it's not easy to do your soul's work because there's a lot of change that has to take place. And some of it we're not ready for. 
you know, we don't understand it. It's an understanding. Our, we're not there in our evolution of our soul. And um, this is kind of funny to me now. It wasn't at the time. Is that I remember when Eckhart Tolle, and I don't know if you know, or Eckhart yes. Tolle, yep. know his work. So when he released his first book after, you know, sitting on a park bench for, I don't know, a year or whatever, observing people. And I opened that book and I started to read it. And I'm like, what's he talking about? I have no idea what this guy's talking about. So I closed the book. And a few years later, I picked it up and I went, I cannot believe how brilliant this man is. Yes. Yes. You know, and I think that's the same with everything. Um, because I think that sometimes when you walk into a place like you have to do with a team and you're going to change, well, you're changing the culture, right? You're changing the cult, their culture together as a, their team. And then yes. that changes the culture of the corporation. But um, there must be some a little bit of resistance or what is she talking about? Like, we've never done this. We always did it this way. You know, and that's one of the things I hear in corporation and many things. We, I don't know why we do it, <laughs> but we always do it this way. So how do you find that with helping to break people's habits of how they are doing things and how they encourage them to do them differently? Different things. Yeah. yeah in my opinion, I, don't want to break habits not break them. i would no. love to to change them because i have yeah. to admit that i also try as to the words i'm using yes that it's um yeah in this direction so i i, I want to put um, people to to change um their their behavior and so what i'm doing is that they that i am offering them another point of view and yes. i also leave it um what i always say is I'll, I just give you my point of view and I kind of put it on the table and you can take it if you want to. And you can also leave it on the table. If you don't like it, you could just leave it over there. Okay. And so it's um, really voluntary that people agree or accept my proposals or not. Mm -hmm. And very often I have the impression and um, people also tell me that just by the way, how they experience me, Yes. They are kind of open yes. to listen to my proposals. Yes. And yes, and this really helps. And so, for example, when I'm in a team meeting and somebody yes. says, oh, you never do this and that. And I say, oh, would you like to try? In my opinion, it's not a good idea to do it this or that way. Mm -hmm. I prefer you, you to do it this or that way. Yes, And I think already from the tone of my voice, one could hear yeah. the, the difference. Yeah. And so um, what we, I don't know if it exists in, in, in the English language as well. I distinguish between you messages, meaning you don't do it. And yes. so-called I messages. Yes. I prefer to do it this way. Yes. And a you message is often regarded as more violent. Whereas I have a statement yes. I preferred, and I see it this way, then it's just my opinion. And my opinion is always, right, let's say, correct, right, for me. And if everybody is talking about his or her opinion, mm -hmm. then we have 
different opinions and it's not about you did it and you didn't do it and we are on a completely other level and so people really accept this and yeah so what I also do in teams is that I do not refer so much to the works of Eckhart Tolle or of others. Yes, um, it's no. more that I kind of offer concrete steps, how to change yeah. their communication, how to change their point of view, how to change their attitude towards others. Yes. And the feeling in their body and how they are presenting themselves. Yes. But you've affected more than just the bottom line for teams or corporations. You've actually affected how many sick days a person may take. Why are they? Uh, yeah. So they're attending. They're they're working more days instead of less days a year. Yes. Yes. And um, as long as um, the company owner tells me there's still some, there are still some persons who are sick every now and then. In my opinion, there's still some work to be done. Yes. And yes, sometimes I have the opinion that company leaders think when there's already an improvement, let's say mm -hmm. that that's already enough improvement. And I also leave this up to them. So if they oh, want to right. improve further, that's okay. And I completely agree with you. Fluctuation diminishes, or sick days diminish in an atmosphere of, of appreciation and being peaceful. Yes. Yes. And so you said something interesting there is that the team, you may only be able to take them to a certain point before they, that a growth, and then you have to sort of leave them alone and not, and because uh, they're not ready for the next level. Boy, isn't that life? <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> hey? That's it, life, it, eh? Like we yes. can only take so much growth and then we just want to stay there at that growth and we don't even want to know that there might be another growth past or beyond that. In my opinion, it's important yeah. to also be patient Okay. with me when I don't want to grow any uh, anymore, when the team doesn't want to grow anymore. And in my opinion, that yes. was really what happened to me during my life is oh, yes. um, there were always situations that told me, Annette, it's time for another step to grow get up from the sofa, switch off the television set and <laughs> go and grow. And uh, I really know that it, it, it was so good for me. So for example, I haven't been watching TV um, for the last five years. Perfect. I'm nearly reading any newspaper. And I know that this really kind of helps me to focus on the things that are really important in life. And um, that's once again, the responsibility that I have for my life. Yes. And that I've always the opportunity to change it for the best. Yeah, uh, we are the commander of our own ships, aren't we? Exactly. I'm the creator of my life. You're the, cre you're the creator. That's right. You know, I find it interesting is that the people that I speak with, they're not really television watchers. You know, they're really tuned in to their walk, their path in their life, and tuned out of the noise that can bombard and eat up the television can just eat up your life. Yes. And, you know, I have a rule with my husband, he likes to read the news and be on top of things. And I'll say to him, only tell me what I need to hear. Like, yeah. if the interest rates going up, that's something I'd like to know. 
you know, but all that other stuff, that's just stuff. And it's just the same thing over and over again, because it's always the same topics, right? Yes. And so I think that if you have somebody that can (laughs) read the news, and then tell you about it, or watch television, and then tell you about it, it takes up a whole lot less of your time. Yeah, the interesting thing is, even though, yes, I have some friends who every now and then are telling me something, the interesting thing is that everything that I should know somehow comes up. Sometimes it pops up on my mobile phone, sometimes right. on my computer. Sometimes I see just a line on um, on a newspaper when they are uh, being shown somewhere in the street. And so I really have the impression that everything that I should know somehow comes to me and that's everything that I need. Yes. <laughs> and all the other stuff is just stuff. Yes. yes. Right. All the other yes. stuff's just stuff. You're listening to the Rhonda Grant Show, whose podcast has been treated with digital audio health by my sponsor, Symatrex. And today I have the absolute pleasure to be speaking with Annette Dernick. And she's going to let the audience know how you may reach out to her and a book that she'd like to tell you about. Yeah, so you can find me easily, for example, on LinkedIn. Just put on my name, yeah. A-N-N-E-T-T-E, and then my last name, D-E-R-N-I-C-K. You can also find me on my website, which is www.dernick.eu, like Europe. Mm-hmm. And as to my books, the most recently book is one uh, published by Marie Diamond. And I'm a co-author in this book. My contribution has the title Peace Creates Value. Nice. And our book was Amazon number one bestseller this year in summer. And my book is called, and I'll just say in German and translated yes. in English as well. In German, it's Der Peace Factor, Endlich Frieden im Büro. And in English, I would translate it the peace factor and um, how to finally have peace in the office. And at present, I'm working on a second edition. And I'm also working on an English version. Beautiful. And at present, I'm still looking for, let's say, the right publisher. And because I so far, I haven't had the feeling that the time was right. And I'm always working very much with my intuition. Um, And at present, I have the um, feeling that it's not too far away. And then um, I'll be very happy to have this book in English as well. Because at present, it can't be delivered any longer. But if there's anybody who's interested in the German version, I can always send a PDF. Oh, beautiful. Nice. Do you feel that you've been called to your journey, crafted it, or a bit of both? I have been called. And yes. to, to say it in hindsight, um, I hadn't realized it maybe 30, 40 years ago. But if yes. I really look at my life, it was really a call in steps and there's so much experience in it and I'm grateful for all this experience even Mm -hmm. though in the times when I had these experiences um, I didn't like them I have to no we don't like them (laughs) and for me now everything really makes sense And so I'm so grateful for everything that I've learned in in this life. And that's why I'm now sitting here 
and I want to share my experience with everybody who wants to hear it. Yeah. That's also something I don't want to change people who don't want to change. Right. But I love to support those who say, I'm already on my way. I need some support. Can you please support me? And that's really what I love to do. Yes. You know, the soul's journey, our individual souls, they have their own purpose. And uh, they don't really let you in on it until a little bit later on in your life. They let you do a bunch of things and see how you do, you know, and then they start putting obstacles in your path to slow you down, make things real difficult for you, don't you find? Exactly. Yes, that's exactly my experience. Yeah. And And uh, this really let me grow. And it, yeah, and you know, it knows when you're not ready for your next step. Like you talked about the next steps and the steps on your journey. And, you know, they leave a little bit of a gap there for you to grow. We talked about that, about letting you grow, letting you get used to your your new speech because your speech changes, doesn't it? Yes. Yes. And how you greet people changes and people's reactions to you change. And the people that you used to call your friends, if they're not kind of at the same evolution, they may drop away because there's too much pressure for them to be in your company because it's just, it's different for them. Right. But in when the old people disappear or drop away, then new people come up and fill in that void. So I'm really glad that you talked about that. I have recently changed the name of my podcast to, uh, sorry, not my podcast, my YouTube channel to courting your soul. Because usually until by the time we figure it out that we haven't had a choice in a lot of what's happened in our life, it has been scripted, some of it has been scripted, we go off our script and come back. But the soul has had a mission for us, our duty for to our soul. And instead of waiting around for the next um, shoot a drop sort of thing, I figured that if we court our soul, if we continue to be have those feelings in our heart all the time when we're speaking with people, that we check our energy and make sure that our vibration is approachable by other people. And then, as you say, when you change yourself, everybody else around you changes because they are your looking glass, basically, right? They are your looking glass. Yes. What extraordinary discovery have you found in your life? Um, That I'm always guided. Yeah. That I'm always protected. Yes. And um, that everything is kind of perfect the way it is, even though in the biggest turmoil it somehow has a sense why it happens that challenges let's say just as big as i can cope with it yes so sometimes they are really they are looking very very big but in hindsight it was always something that i could cope with Okay. And um, that also, it, it was, I, I was also forced kind of to solve these um, obstacles, to say it like this. Yes. And I can also see it in my children who are now grown ups yeah. and how also their language changed 
Yes. And somehow also the attitude. And yeah, that's for me really a, a very big gift that mm -hmm. everything that I did made sense. Yes. And that's the soul's journey. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Yes. Wonderful. It's been such a pleasure to have you on the show and to get to know you. And uh, it just warms my heart. It really does. When I speak with people that have an understanding that this is their soul's journey, and uh, we're talking the same language because we're the same people. We are the same. We're all the same. Yes. Yes. Yes, I completely agree with you. And I was sure that we were kind of drawn to each other because we speak a similar language or the same language. And yes, it was a pleasure for me. I so much enjoyed our conversation and it's the same with me. I'm so happy for every person that I meet who has a similar mindset because I think that if there are more of people yes. who are thinking like us, that yes, it will be easier to make a difference. Well, and you're already making a difference, a huge difference. So I honor you for that and uh, that you stepped up to that and uh, you're actually doing your soul's work, which is really nice. Thank you very much. Yeah, yeah, I have the feeling that it's true for you. Theme song for the Rhonda Grant show is Sun on the Water, composed and performed by my friend, John Park Wheeler. This is Rhonda Grant with The Rhonda Grant Show, author of Magical Forces Within, Extraordinary Discoveries in an Ordinary Life, inviting you to look for the magical forces within yourself today and every day. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in to The Rhonda Grant Show with your host, Rhonda Grant. If you would like to find out more information about Rhonda and her upcoming guests and the work that she does, go to her website, rondagrantauthor.com. That's rondagrantauthor.com. Digital Audio Health by Cymatrax.